Welcome to the greatest Welcome show on earth. Last show night on the I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. 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 This is combat culture. Dark. This is combat culture. Welcome to the British Shore. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. That's bad. This, this is, combat, is combat, culture. combat culture. And we are live with Combat Culture Episode 6. On the desk today, we have Icebox Mayo Okunu. Oh, yeah. We also have Chidi, B-Boy DeMille, Nwankwo. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and to my left, I have my brother... Innocent Skelly Edache. What's up? And of course, on the mic right now is Young Jolof, aka the Chosen One, aka Oche Charles Edache, aka First Class Graduates. Give <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So like, we're good, we're just going to hop right into it today because we've we've had a bit of a hiatus, right? Uh, we've had a hiatus with like two almost two weeks. Okay, that's so yeah. like a week and a half. Yeah, that's that's, to that's, that's, yeah I mean, for, we're supposed to be doing this every week, so yeah, let's call that a small holiday. We shall be more consistent yeah, from, now from now on. We promise. Yeah, we, we were saying something about recording Sundays instead of Saturdays, so we can record after the card, right? Did we say that? Yeah, we did. We're supposed to do it in Bedwell. Well, if if some people would attend our planning meeting, <laughs> they know that we had been on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who didn't come for that meeting. I wonder. Thank you. All right, man. So, can we, so what, what's first on the list today is drugs and USADA. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone, who, who knows the full meaning of USADA, actually? Anti United States Anti-Doping Agency, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For those of you who don't know, yeah, um, the, USADA is responsible for all the drug testing um, in the UFC. They recently they got on board about three, four years ago? I don't know. I don't think it's up to that. I think it's about three. Yeah, okay, so three years ago. And um, basically what they do is they, they get all the fighters that are registered on the promotion and at any time, you, you send them your schedule, where you're going to be, where you're traveling, if you're going to be in the country, wherever. And unscripted, unscheduled, whenever they feel like they literally, whenever they feel like they literally can show up at your house and test you. So they take your they take your pee samples, they take samples of your like your blood body samples, fluids, yeah. blood samples, and they go test you for performance enhancing drugs, steroids, things that make you recover faster and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we're having a small discussion before recording this morning and one of the things that came up was the sort of like the ethics of of not drugs, but um the ethics of the of USADA with regards to the UFC. Some people feel that drug testing isn't necessary um, because skill is paramount. Some people feel if I'm strong, if I have something in my system that makes me recover faster or gives me a mental edge or or gives me some advantage in the fight, then it's unfair. All that should be allowed is my physical my physical capacity naturally and what I have practiced in the gym. But everyone has an opinion on this, so um, we're just going to try to dig a little deeper into this and get some, yeah. some juicy information <clears throat> who wants to go first <laughs> okay. okay actually i like what you were talking about uh, yeah I'll, I'll i i'll go first so um i mean i'm a bit in two minds about this because um um and you know not it also relates with with anti-doping in other sports too you know um i'm a huge nfl fan and the nfl you know has a pretty strict anti-doping policy and there's, there's controversy around that too. 
um, because on, on the one side, I don't think um, um, doping doesn't give you better technique. You know, if you know how to throw a punch, you know how to throw a punch. If you know how to shoot, you know how to shoot. So, so um, it just it doesn't it doesn't make you a better technical fighter. What it can do is give you an edge in other areas, um, recovery, endurance, endurance yeah. raw strength, stuff like that. Um, and a part of me feels like we struggle to to control doping. Why not just make it a free for all? Whatever you want to do, do, and that you know, whoever has the best steroids. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but then you know, but but the flip side of that isn't quite as funny. The flip side of that is you can have people get genuinely hurt by somebody operating at a physical level that you cannot. That is just beyond what's normal. And the fight that came to my mind, the image that came to my mind, and I'll confess, I didn't. I, I thought about her not because of <laughs> what happened to her in the octagon. I thought about her because I was thinking about who is the finest woman to ever do it. And in my mind, undisputed, it's Gina Carano. The complete babe, right? And was a very, very good fighter. And then she comes up against Chris Cyborg. And there's this picture of Chris holding her head in place and smashing it from the other side. And that fight ended Gina Carano's career. Yeah, it was over. Um, you know, and it and look, I don't, I can't say authoritatively that Chris Cyborg was on steroids when she had that fight, but she has a history with doping. So um, it just makes you wonder that, like, if we do go the free for all route, which in some some ways, you know, the libertarian let everybody do whatever they, the hell they want to do side of me is kind of sympathetic to. There could be consequences um, that go beyond um, beyond what what we anticipate. And you know, the thing is, and another thing about about the fight game is that margins are so fine, are so fine. You know, maybe if uh, if Dustin Poirier is on EPO or whatever, he doesn't gas and he sinks in that that guillotine, and we're talking about a new lightweight champion. You know, maybe. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if, if Habib is also on the juice, you know, <laughs> maybe... He's definitely yeah, going to Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I don't know. I, I am in two minds. The most compelling argument for me against is that it could actually, when you, when you ramp up the strength levels, that somebody in the fifth round, when you're mentally tired, can unleash a punch <laughs> that on your best day you can't muster when you're fresh. Um you can get to places where people get hurt even more than is necessary. And as much as this is a fight game, I do think unnecessary injury and pain and possible, and let's be honest, possible death, knock on wood, you know, yeah. is something to, to avoid. So, yeah, that's, that's my thinking. I love Gina Carano. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I love her too. All right. So, funny enough, like, I have a really strict policy on this. Like, I do like the whole enforcements on the, the whole drug thing like but my problem with it is if you're going to do it and make make because again as a fighter as a fighter i like clean and fair fights i don't want any like oh he's doping i'm not I'm not so he has the edge over me i don't like any of that nonsense so i like it strict clean fair keep it out of the game yeah okay 
So, but my problem, my special problem, my specific problem is if they're enforcing, they should make make nice and clean. Like, if you're going to enforce, for example, that uh, John Jones DC fights, fine, uh, USADA was there and all, but then I, I don't understand why the drug tests, the tests, the results came out after the fights. So that's just, this is just yeah. my main problem with it. Yeah. I get that you're enforcing, but why did you have to bring out the results yeah, after the fights? Yeah. So you just put this man all through that yeah. whole emotional stress and Expose everything. Exposed DC exactly. to uh, yeah. a roided <laughs> up fighter. This guy got knocked out yeah. for no yeah. reason. Yeah, but um, my response to that though is um, the, the counter argument to that is that there's something called uh, pulsing with regards to, um, to drug testing. You can take a, a, a substance now and maybe it's effective in your bloodstream for the next 48 hours. Mm -hmm. But micro elements of that substance can pulse in your blood for up to even 12, 12 months after, in, in some cases even longer even than years, that. Yeah. yeah, so it keeps popping up. They might test you today and they won't find anything, but they might test you next week and because it's pulsing in your blood, they might yeah. find some some elements and they hold that. And in John Jones' case, it was a, a case of pulsing. All right, they, they, it's why some people say he was, say, there is no actual evidence for him taking drugs because the the he he claims that it's a tainted supplement, which is what most people claim. Fair, claim. Yeah. But it, it's that it was a tainted supplement that was found in his bloodstream many months after, after the, the fact. Fight. So it's not really so some people stand by that and say, Oh, he's still the goat because of that. I can't he might just be lying. John Jones has lied before. Yes, but true. it's um that that's what that's in his case in it, that's why the USADA didn't hold that against him. And then that's just the point I'm trying to make. So if that's the case, then they should just tighten their, their like strict rules, mm -hmm. make sure like they monitor like day and night. Because mm -hmm. again, this this kind of things, this kind of small issues does affect the other fighters as well. It does. Mentally, it does. DC it does. is thinking, oh wow. So after like I got knocked out for mm -hmm. no reason at all, like how am I supposed to like respect this guy? How am I supposed to keep going? Knowing these guys tainted my record like mm -hmm. this. All right. Um, I wish we had more time because I actually have a lot to say on this. But, um, for one, re one reason is that I was watching a very, very um, like performance-enhancing drug environment where I used to work in Sunderland. Like, I mean, I worked in a proper like man's man's gym. So everybody's on the juice. It was very normal. And, um, and we talk about it all the time. Everybody was just... It was, so, it was like, come on, talk. Like, oh, people pass by the reception and be like, oh, um... What are you taking now? Mm. Stuff like that. It's the standard. Everybody wow. was taking something. And then one of the things that really broke my heart back then, because I had like a few heroes, you know, like you and Faber, one of my massive heroes. Randy then, the natural. Yeah, the, the natural. <laughs> good like I had all these guys that I just absolutely loved. And then um, my coach at the time, a friend of mine and my boss, he had traveled to the US. Like he went with the Ultimate Fighter guys. And he came back and he pretty much told me, he said, listen, everybody's doing something. And and then he completely ruined me. I like, what do you mean? Like, no, no, you're my favorite now. It's like, see that whole everybody's doing something. <laughs> and I was like, and I found it very hard to believe. I kind of like it, it. kind of bothered me because I was always on this whole. Well, I'll be natural. I'm like the only one in the whole gym that is natural, like myself and Les. And then, then you're telling me that these guys that I really like look up to are not. But then there's so this different. And I've I've watched this documentary called Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Oh, you seen that? Yeah. And it talks about like what. what, what where do we draw the line as to what's what actually performance enhancing? Yeah. And they talk about everything in different industries. So, like how somebody who's going to audition for like a like a violin concert would take something to calm him down, and I says he's giving himself an edge over the next guy because everybody's 
subject to nervousness, mm -hmm. but now he's calmed his nerves so much, now he plays better than everybody else. So that's like a performance enhancer. Mm -hmm. At some in some degree, porn stars who inject Viagra in the penises so that they could get the role because can I say all stuff like this? It, it's a lot. Because everybody's freaking out like, what? <laughs> yeah. I didn't freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm perfectly yeah, yeah. alright. Viagra <laughs> injections in penises, bring it on. Like, <laughs> put it in. So stuff like that. And, um, so, I mean, I guess my mind started opening up a little bit different to what these things were about. And I've never really judged anybody who was on it. But I mean, it was just weird to hear that. A lot of people that I, I idolize and everything had to do these things. Like, and then I started to understand what different kinds of performance enhancers were. The things that help, would help boost your, like testosterone, yeah. that's the most popular thing. Yeah. So TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. And for the longest time in the, U, in the UFC, all you had to do was come with a doctor's note saying that your testosterone levels had dropped and then you had you needed TRT to boost it up so that you could function as, like someone who is your age and or so Yeah. So everybody used to do it. Everybody's ramp up their testosterone levels so they have more aggression, better muscle um, development, stuff like that. The usual stuff that testosterone brings to you. And um, But I totally get why the UFC brought this partnership with USADA. UFC has never been secretive about what they're trying to do. They're trying to make this thing global. Trying to make it, like, so at some point, hopefully, I'm sure they want it to be even in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like they want everybody to be, what, the only way they can do it is, it's going to be at the detriment to a lot of things. A lot of people are going to get robbed of the wrong way, fighters especially. So all these deals they make that tends to taint or hurt the fighters, like when they deal with the re Reebok, it took away a lot of their sponsorship deal opportunities, like putting like logos in the shorts, keeping them uniform, but it was all this stuff is just to make it like a global mm -hmm. force and form to recognize like, so they could sit in the same kind of room with the NFL, mm -hmm. sit in the same room with you no know, like FIFA. Mm -hmm. This kind of thing. The, the only way they can do is to do all these kind of things, which, like I said, I understand it hurts the fighters because it hurts their pocket. But then, whenever there's hurt, a different kind of hurt to what fighters are used to. Like, this is not physical hurt. Like maybe it's financial hurt. Maybe it's just opportunity hurt. It forces you to think about new ways to, to start. Again. So you see a lot of fighters now doing stuff in journalism, media, have podcast shows. They have the yeah, the opening they the because it's, the the cushion has been taken from them, mm -hmm. so it has moved it that way. But let me not even get too far. Anyway, what I what I what I really think about the matter of, of, of when an ideal situation for me, what I would love is or what I would enjoy is if like the way the, the bodybuilding shows work. There's the naturals, mm -hmm. natural bodybuilding show, and then there's the not natural, not naturals. <laughs> so they don't call it like the steroid show, <laughs> but that's what it is. Yeah. So like. It should just be shows that they are test. And then it should be shows that you don't test. So you know where you are fighting. Mm -hmm. I'm not fighting a natural show. Like, mm -hmm. So everybody's fighting on one playing ground. And then those guys, they fight on the same playing field because everybody's taking whatever they want. Because for me, I'm just a lover of the fight itself. I just want to, if, if there's a way that it's like, it's like, it's like playing Mortal Kombat. And then me and you are in agreement, like, okay, we're not going to use any special moves. Yeah. Yeah, people do that stuff all the time. Yeah. So like, so now, so for me, the, the shows where, you don't test. It's like you can use fireballs, <laughs> but like, but then the one that you can is like we're just gonna kick it out, like yeah. fight it, punches yeah. and kicks, yeah. and that's all. So that's what for me. I just I just wish there was like a separation. Like you know, fight on this kind of show, mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want. Fight on this kind of show, you clean. And you know what we're saying earlier, we may end up like I don't know what we were wondering what um, Bellator's position on this is. Yes, yes, but you could end up with a situation like, like that, that, you know. And you know what, I'm I'm suspicious that. It's kind of quiet like that. Yes, already? because look at look at a lot of the guys who are fighting in Bellator. 
you see a lot of older fighters yes. who need that stuff to stay jacked yeah. and strong active, and yeah. active and fast and recover. We yeah. just recover. Yeah. So I would not be surprised. You know, yeah, forty-two-year-old yeah. guys, you know, fighting in, in Bellator. So maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But is, is um, by any chance is Herschel Walker still fighting? Mm -mm. But Herschel is. Perhaps is, the most physically your gifted. your Romero's family, right? Yes. The most physically gifted <laughs> mutant human being <laughs> that has ever walked the face of the earth. Isn't he 50 or something? He's 56 wow. or something. Oh my wow. God. Still wow. has, and he still has a six-pack. This is a that, guy... That guy, will, that guy will beat... He will beat everybody's room. Wow. Like. This, this is a guy who, who I think is in the NFL Hall of Fame. Was, a very, was an, an incredible college football athlete. An incredible NFL athlete, much later in life, took up um, combat sports. Has a two and zero record in MMA. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw the second fight. And he and his fights were in his forties. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I remember that. And he was walking into the cage, look like, I'm sorry, like a specimen, like a fucking specimen, like. Like 3D printed version of your Romero's cousin. Yes. <laughs> Look, oh, you looking him up? And Check him out, Herschel Walker. And yeah, Herschel Walker is yeah. 57 he has, he has years old. traps. Like, so yeah. uh, he, he actually does look like him and your Look Romero are from the same family. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he, he's, he's incredible. And I will not lie. Um, I know I know people like to say, oh, Herschel, Herschel probably, you know, was playing in the 80s and 90s, probably on steroids. I don't think so. I just don't. I d maybe I'm crazy. Like your Romero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way you looked at me when you said that, you just completely destroyed my point. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I, I for the sake of my belief in 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 just the incredible nature of the human body, I'm choosing against all evidence. I'm choosing to believe that Herschel Walker is natural. Thank you very much. <laughs> like Randy the natural could too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, with, with regards to say, drugs, man, I, yeah, I think it's. I just think. I think it should just. There should just be a separation. I think that's what it is. And, and I think Loki, because I was listening to Mighty Mouse talk about um, talk about um, drug testing um, in one one championship. One championship. And it's not as stringent as as it is in the UFC. You can get away with, with using certain things. It's not it's not as regulated as it is in the UFC. And the fighters that are fighting there know this. So I think at the end of the day, let people do what they want to do. Yeah. As long as there's an understanding. Exactly. I would also like for yeah. the like the governing bodies to have either former competitors or current competitors within the bodies. We have better understanding. I don't, I don't like when it's so bureaucratic and it's so corporate in the sense that it's some, a bunch of pencil pushers that are making all the decisions on what's okay and what's not okay. Because, you know, even things like, you know, like, um, what's that thing? The, the blood doping thing. There's four different ways of, of, of blood doping. Mm -hmm. And only one of them is illegal. That's mm -hmm. going to high altitude places. Mm -hmm. yeah. and that's the only one. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can't even use, like, hyperbaric chambers in some places. Yeah. You're not even allowed. So, like, I just want to get some more oxygen yeah, in my body and yeah, blood. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So, like, well, I think we we hammered this enough. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, we're supposed to talk about you, Romero, uh, with regards to him being accused of doping. Um, so was, I can't remember how long, but it's not. It's not been very it's not long. long. Like three, yeah. six, six months. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's an interesting story because Yoel Romero, who. Um, who, who we all know fought uh, Paulo Costa um, about three weeks ago or four weeks ago. I can't remember now. He he sued the company 
that provided him his supplements because he claimed, and he's always claimed, even when he was on Joe Rogan's show not too long, um, like last year or so, he kept saying that people have been accusing him of drugs. You have there's that footage on on um, of um, of Robert Whittaker saying that when he kicked Yoel, it felt like he was kicking dried cement. <clears throat> That's how his head felt. Wow. And to add, lend more credence to that, um, Luke Luke Rockhold said the same thing that he kicked your well and he didn't feel like he was kicking a human being <laughs> like those were so Whitaker described it as kicking kicking dried cement and um rockhold who everyone knows has mean kicks said he felt like he was not kicking a human being that he doesn't know what he was kicking that day but it wasn't a human being so people have accused him of steroids numerously in the past and his stand has always been that he's natural this is who he is this is how he was born and when the UF, when um, the case was brought up against him uh, by the by USADA, he claimed that he had never taken anything and he's willing to push this as far as possible. So they did an investigation and found out that the 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 supplements that he uses for recovery and what not were tainted. So maybe the vats that they were using to print to produce the, the the supplements, maybe they 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 used some of it to produce maybe something that was illegal beforehand and they didn't wash them properly and. So he won. He won the lawsuit. He took them to court. Won the lawsuit for twenty-four million dollars. He hasn't gotten the money yet, Incredible. but um, he, it, it, the, there's there's talk about the company going bankrupt if they pay him that money. So they're being, they're trying to find a way to settle out of court or something. But he won the lawsuit against them, and yeah. Congratulations, so, you are. Congratulations, you are Romero. I mean, he doesn't need to fight anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he, he, said, he, he said he's still going to keep fighting. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah, like he's, a mad, he's a madman like At that. At age 42. Yep. He's <laughs> just a beast. Mayo's age mate. <laughs> uh, lucky that our manager told us to stop swearing. Oh, I was supposed to stop swearing. Oh, really? But he, he swore not too long. I've been swearing like a motherfucker. You just swore. This is manager. <laughs> All right then. So speaking of you are Romero, you are Romero is fight someone who you are Romero has fought twice in the past two years. Yeah, two years. Is fighting hmm. next weekend in UFC 243. You are Robert Whitaker versus Israel Stylebender Adesanya. Guys, thoughts. Mm-hmm. Our boy. All right. <laughs> All right, Mystic Richard. <laughs> Tell us what you got. I think I, Oche, Oche has been the strongest predictor so far. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Nah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Whenever he makes a prediction and it doesn't always come true, you always blame the referee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I stand by my case. And then when he gets it right, we don't really get it. Right. The end like, of it all, my God. I, I, you see, under that thing, I think all right, he's, he's, he's a betting man as well. He puts, yeah. he puts oh, yeah. money on the price. Oh, really? Yes. Well, we can't say that one, right? Uh, <laughs> <can't say> that <laughs> okay. So, for this fight, it's very interesting ones because I think it's actually, it could go both ways between the two fighters. Yeah. So I'll say why. Like I'll I'll actually just dissect both fighters right now. So we all know like Israel, like Starbender, he's excellent. Like ten over ten when it comes to stand up. Again, he has had like over hundred kickboxing fights. So standing up is not a problem. And we both know that this fight is gonna like hundred percent of this fight is gonna be standing up. Yeah. No one's really yeah. wanna go to go to the ground. Down. So in that, in that case, I see Israel going the distance and actually winning that fight. Mm. That's how I see it. But, but again, Whitaker, like he's, he's a really good pressure fighter. He's really good at Always putting that pressure. You. I see 
Israel is not going to knock uh, Whitaker out. That's for a fact. He's not going to knock him out. But how I see Whitaker winning this fight is, again, if he keeps pressuring him, pressuring him like that, and he backs him up to the cage, Israel is really good with his movements, his head movements and everything. So if he backs him up to the cage, with uh, Israel has two options. Move the head to the side, side to side, or try to escape from one side or the other. That's, that's, that's where... Whitaker has an edge over him because he's really good in setting up those kicks. So he could either go for a 2-1 or 1-2 into a leg kick and just like literally just uh, fake it. He doesn't have to throw the punch, just fake it. Just make sure his head goes to that side towards his power leg, power kick. That's it. And that's that's how I see Whitaker winning this match. But if he goes the distance, Israel is definitely going to win this match. Mm. All right. Interesting. Uh, I, I really want to hear Omaya. Oh, yeah? Nice. yeah? You know, I actually wanted to give... I, I used to be quite good at at doing this whole kind of like statistics and like having a prediction, but I've been so off lately. I've been so driven by what I want mm. to happen. I find it very hard now to just be objective and say, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. But okay, but let me just throw it out there with what I think. I think based on... based on record, based on durability, based on like heart, I, I, I'm sad to say this, I think Robert actually pulls this out of the bag because I, because just kind of people that he has faced, he's faced some real adversity. Sure. I mean, Israel has as well, with, with his fight with Kevin was was, was, was brutal. Um, he showed a lot of heart in that though. He did, and and the fact that I was able to have that second wind, I came back out and, and came because I was really, really impressed with that. But you guys remember the Ultimate Fighter show that um, oh. Kelvin Gastelum and Robert Whitaker were the coaches? I never saw oh, okay. You never saw that? Okay, so there was, a, there was an Ultimate Fighter season that they were both coaches. Mm. And then the coaches challenged one and they had to do this long distance run. Robert Whitaker smoked Kelvin. I, 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 like, are you surprised? I'm really sm- not surprised. Smoked him. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kelvin was dripping buckets. He almost couldn't finish. Like, but let's be honest. <laughs> Kelvin is a bit on the Tory side. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it wasn't. A, it wasn't even close. Like, he smoked him. Like, Robert finished, and he was like, "Hey guys, thanks for taking pictures." Like, Kelvin was on the floor, like dragging himself, like trying to. Yeah, smoked him. So I don't know. I just, I, I, I want. I really like Robert. I but I want Israel to win because he's our guy. Yeah. Um. But I, I really feel Robert will pull this out. I think he's going to take this take this win. I, and I seem like yeah, I don't think anybody's going to knock anybody out. I think it's just going to be... No, no, I think Robert, if there's going to be oh, a knockout, yeah? it's going to come from, from Robert. Robert. Yeah. All right, but I just I, I think it's going to be like a, a real, like, brutal, like, test of might and will. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Who wants this more? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, right. that's what I think. Okay. Uh, I, I, <laughs> like, like Mayo, my prediction game is in. The best because I think uh, we should leave all the predictions to me. By the way, oh my god, <laughs> 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 he's, he's the worst manager. Can you get him a T-shirt? <laughs> Mystic, the worst. <laughs> the worst. Um, um, because I'm not a natural optimist. Uh, sad, I'm sad to say that. And very often, what I I'm always seeing why what I want won't come to pass in the fight game because. You know, I, I, but in this case, like I'm with Mayo. I just think, um, as we've seen, Israel really, really tested and stretched once, 
that was the Kelvin fight. And it took him to a place that he had never been before, by his own admission. Um, you know, and we saw that, and he had it. We've seen Robert Whittaker go to that place so many times. Like, he lives there. With animals. With, with, with Roel freaking Romero. Twice. Twice. <laughs> I mean, oh this is a regular five-round fighter. Robert Whittaker fought Costa before? No. Yeah. yeah. Because no, he was undefeated when he fought your Romero. But I just think, and you know, and he's, he's, a, he's a talented striker. I think he has, another thing, I, I, and one of the reasons why, why Israel is such a great fighter to watch is partly because he doesn't really have one-punch knockout power. Mm -hmm. So you get to see him just decompose people, like break you down, rearrange your face, you know that he has the finesse. He has all that. Robert's a different creature. Like Robert can, can send you into next week, just touching you once. Like, so I'm. I just. I love Israel. We all love Israel. But if you're asking me what will happen, and Israel, forgive me when forgive us <laughs> because <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of us hold this 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 opinion. Um, I just think it's. I just think it's more likely to be Robert. Now, um, I do think that that yes, Robert has great uh, great cardio, but I I I I wonder if some of the injuries haven't taken like he's gone long. through some yeah, shit. Um, some of the injuries haven't taken something away. We haven't seen him fight for a while. He's been recovering, um, so I'm just wondering if. You know, we might see a diminishment that we haven't seen before. Um, and, you know, and, and to be fair to Israel, on, you know, it, the case for Israel is that, look, this boy has never lost. He's beaten everybody he has ever faced. And we have not seen his limit. We don't know what his limit is. Mm -hmm. So he's the radical. He's the unknown in this fight. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and you know, Robert Whittaker has four losses, and I think he's on something like an eight or nine fight win streak, which is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You know, and continues to show improvement, but uh, it just, you know, the known quantity is Robert Whittaker, and he's, he's, he's bad, you know. So, that's that's unfortunately, that, yeah, exactly. That's what, that's where my, my mind is leaning. Hmm. Oche? Yeah. Well, it's. I know where my heart lies, but, but I'm also infinitely aware of where my head lies with all of this. Um, the the I want I want Israel to win. I want Israel to have a win by decision. In other words, I want him. I want a full five round fight where Israel showcases the full length and breadth of his striking capacity, his takedown defense as well, and just show everybody that he's not just a kickboxer who happens to be really likable like i want that's what i want for him i want him to showcase everything however um a couple of things come to my mind when i think about this fight one of them is the kelvin gastelum fight he got head kicked by somebody who was shorter than him in the third or fourth round and that raises a lot of alarm bells for me because the cleaner fighter between Whitaker and gastelum in my opinion is Whitaker. and the logic i choose to apply to this is that if gastelum could do it then Whitaker will do it. It's not a matter of if it will happen. Now, where I, where I where it starts to fall apart for me, as someone who wants Israel to win, is what happens when he gets kicked. 
Israel fights on the back foot a lot. He's counter strikes a lot. He's constantly backpedaling, lateral movement, and throwing tricky strikes in between those movements. So you don't quite see them coming. He throws it. He faints, pauses for a brief, brief second. Then the the jab comes out of nowhere. The cross comes out of nowhere. Kick comes to your leg. He switches it up to your. That's what that's what he does. He's constantly on the back foot. But he's fighting somebody who is always moving forward. If you watch that, you are Romero versus um, versus Whitaker fight. The second one. The, the second one. Whitaker was walking your Romero down yeah, from the true. sound of the starting bell. Yeah. I expect to see a lot of that. So he's not going to do anything that he has not already been doing in the past. A punch is going to connect. A kick is going to connect. One of them. And when Gastelum connected on Israel, I saw that boy flinch. No, I saw him, it, he absorbed it, he, he tried to put it on his poker face, but it was clear to everybody that this guy is wobbly, he's yeah. not. And Gas and Rob Whitaker himself has said it, that he doesn't like being hit. It's, it's, some fighters are just clean like that. They, they beach, they, they do that hit and don't get hit thing to a T and mm. that's how they win. Mm -hmm. Some fighters go into wars, you have the just engages of the world that, that will take punishment and give punishment back. My humble Very. opinion, Adesanya is not that kind of fighter, yeah, and he's going to encounter that with the beast that he's yeah. going to fight. I think he's going to lose. I think it's not. I think in the fourth round, I think he's going to do excellently well from rounds one to three. Then I think in the fourth round, he's going to get rocked with a head kick, and that is when things could either end with a TKO or a KO. That's that's my mental projection. I hope I'm wrong. I love that. So the 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 accuracy of a chess prediction is like <laughs> head kick fourth round. Another thing I, I, I just want to throw into the mix is that um, um, one, of the, one, one of the things about Adesanya is, you know, I think he could, if he wanted to, I think he could probably fight welterweight. Like, Adesanya? Yes. I think, yeah, I think, so. I think hunting... Um, especially um, for make, every weight, you know? Yeah, making weight is not an issue for him. Yeah. He's a smallish... Yeah, he's middle, frame, yeah. You know? Um, and Robert Whittaker is an enormous middleweight. Like he's big. Yeah. The dude is big. And you know, you'll have your weigh-ins, they'll both make weight, and then the real stuff happens. Mm -hmm. They go and start eating, they go and start hydrating, they go and start, you know, taking Mayo's uh, vitamin B injections. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, they go and start doing all that stuff. And then they come in fully hydrated, big and you realize that man, maybe you know, Israel I think Israel's last fight, he weighed in at one hundred and eighty three point five uh pounds. Okay. That's a pound and a half. That's a lot yes. in weight making. You know what I mean? You know, to, but to, to come in at that, you're kind of like, hmm. Um, you know, usually people are struggling to just get below the 185 pound mm -hmm. threshold. So he's going to walk in. It, the difference may be as, as much as, you know, five pounds by the time they actually start fighting. And you wonder if that, that size and power difference won't tell. You know when they yeah. fight. So. The fight that crop that comes to mind, the fight that taught me the value of weight differences mm. is Holloway versus Poirier. Yeah, yes. that fight, that fight, yeah. that fight broke everything I thought I understood <laughs> about fighting. Just because the it's the weight of each strike. If you compare, that's right. If Holloway could have thrown four strikes, they all landed. Poirier lands one, yeah. one. Yeah. You could see him moving around, yeah. and that scares me now. Poirier, massive, massive. Bro, yeah. you right. couldn't even compare massive. them. Like. So, um, for the people who don't know, first of all, 
Um, Skelly mentioned the vitamin B injection because I'm a vegetarian, <laughs> so I have to get injections. Um, second of all, yeah, I, I started off my MMA career as a featherweight mm -hmm. and I moved to bantamweight because the featherweight was just massive. massive. Like, I mean, I would see them on weighing day, I would shake their hand, and on fight day, I would be like, this guy's like welterweight. There you go. They were huge. There you go. So I like, I'm going by the way. And I even consider going flyweight. And to be fair, you're the one who, who schooled me on that whole thing. You know, you know. I remember you talking yeah. about just the effects of the supplementation once guys have made weight. Like, uh, like it's you can feel the power coming back into your body. Like, it was almost like... That's one of the sexiest feelings ever there you go like the, the so i i actually learned uh, weight cutting properly from the dinky ninjas team in scotland mm. those guys are so exact about everything like mm. the head the like the co-founder of the team is married to a doctor so like they do everything like iv drips and stuff like that with rehydration so you're rehydrating physically drinking but also going straight into your like your your system and like teach you methodically how to rehydrate and to refill yourself and like you just feel yourself like filling back up it's mm. like oh it's so, it's so good and you put like the, the good stuff in your bag and you see it going through your veins and like yeah it's nice <laughs> i sound like a drug you're right okay. yeah you do yeah. man <laughs> sounds like nice. sounds like heroin nice. <laughs> sounds like chidi after you saw your doctor <laughs> that one day you know um, yeah i actually yeah. have a good question um so what's next for israel again we're, we're all here supporting him so what's next for israel win or lose well, he, he has a lot of killers in that division that he's yet to face. There's Paulo Costa, there's Joao Romero, there's um, Jackery. Wait, what number Jacare, is Jackery? You know? yeah, I think he, came he lost his last now. fight, didn't he? Did. He, did. he, 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 lost, he lost to uh, Hermanson. Jack okay, Hermanson. So, and, oh, uh, who's this other guy that faced you, Romero? Uh, Romero. Costa. Costa. Oh, Paulo Costa. Yeah, yeah, so. And, and Jack's oh, yeah, fighting yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. There are a lot of sharks. Yeah, in that division. And he's managed, he's done well in all his fights. So he's done well enough to be catapulted to a title shot but these all these guys are not happy about that every yes. single one of them costa wants to break his face mm -hmm. um hermanson has said that he wants to beat that he does that he he feels that he would do a better job with whitaker and for that reason he would like the chance to beat um beat um israel, israel. up another thing is that israel is a money fight now because of yes. how big his yeah, game is so everybody is looking forward to the opportunity to make extra cash by fighting him so he yeah. has he has a he has at least a year and a half to two years worth of, of fights just as in, the, in that division as it currently stands. So win or lose, he's still he's, like he, the hot cake. He's a good place in a good yeah. place. Uh, yeah. And they can build a redemption arc around him now. Say, oh, like I've encountered um, adversity. You know, and I'll show him beating Kevin Gastelum in that fifth yeah. round. I've I fallen, but I have the heart of a lion. I'll yeah. be a good place. Cool. Cool. And then in <laughs> him, the UFC will mark it, will milk that for what it's worth. He has a bright future, win Definitely. or lose, bright future. Guys, um, so I've been looking through, I've been quite curious about um, Robert Whitaker's four losses, uh, who they were with, and um, Oh, this when. was when he was in other, other weight division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so his first loss, he was actually like 7-0 and o at the time when he took his first loss, mm. um, against the guy who was one win and two losses. Wow. Wow. Whom That's... Kim... I wonder what that ha what happened yeah. there, mm -hmm. and then um, then he took his second loss at. Was this at heavyweight, by the way? I'm not sure. He doesn't I, I say what weight class. I think he. I knew. I think he was a, he was heavyweight at some point. At so some light point, heavyweight. Yeah. Light heavyweight or heavyweight? I think yeah. I think light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Yeah. I see. So um, so he was so he the guy who was one and two, then his um, second loss, he was nine and one. 
against a guy who was 17 wins, 7 losses, Jesse Juarez. Um, how did that? Okay, that was a decision. Walter Waits, actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That was a, a decision. Um, and then the first one was a triangle choke. That's how we lost that one. The third loss was against Court McGee. Does he, yeah, you guys remember Court McGee? I remember Court McGee. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that was so that was a very well matched fight because he was eleven and two, and Court McGee was thirteen and three. Hmm. Then the last loss he had was in twenty fourteen, um, like early twenty fourteen, February in fact, against Stephen Thompson, who was eight and one. And that was at Walter Reed as well. And okay, that was the Rousey McCann, McMahon um, card. That was a TKO for that one. And that was the last time we lost, 2014. So Five years ago. February. Thompson. Yeah. Um, Stephen Thompson. Yeah. Thompson. Yeah. That's at um, Walter Reed. Oh, at Walter Reed before he moved on. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, that was a head. I think that was, yeah. I remember seeing So, I mean, um, this is great. Yeah. So, obviously, middleweight is where he's, he should have yeah. been because yeah. yeah. he's just. Been on the tear up since then. Yep, running through everybody. And just to, to go back to Chini's question about what's next for for um, for Israel, I just want to point out that like I I wonder there's something about Jacko Manson. Um, I wonder if I still feel like people are sleeping on him in that in that division. I just think he's um, I think he's super talented. I think he's super well rounded. I think he keeps showing new new sides to his game. Um, and uh, like Ochez right, you know, everybody wants to fight. Um, everybody who's looking for that, that middleweight title shot wants to fight Israel. As mm-hmm. they, the, I think they all think I can be the one, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So if, if he loses, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who are going to be vying for it. And Jack's fighting tonight. Um, and, you know, he's fighting Jared Kananier, whose last fight was Anderson Silva yeah. when Anderson mm-hmm. injured himself. Yeah. I think I think Jack wins that fight. I think that, that maybe he doesn't win it easily, but I think Jack wins that fight. And he moves up maybe a couple more spots in the rankings, and he's going to be waiting for him and, and a few other guys. That's a tough fight for Jack, though. Yeah. It is. I know it is. It's a tough fight. But I, th- I, I just feel like the fight-on-fight fight improvement yeah. that yeah. you see with yeah. Jack, yeah. I think he wins. Because yeah. Jared is a monster. He's yeah, extremely strong. Uh, really powerful. Really, really powerful, violent guy. But Jack is a technician. That's actually a very good fight. I look yeah. forward to. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, well, I think we've we've drained our topic um, as well as we can, given the time. Finally, um, DC went on Errol Hawani this week to say that his last fight in his professional career is going to be versus Stipe Miocic. Miocic Stipe said that he is ready for that fight as soon as he can see clearly out of both eyes because mm-hmm. um, DC poked him in the eye. I think DC learned well from, from John Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I poke. Yeah, but um, I think if all of us sort of saw DC coming back for one more try, especially because of the way that fight went. Um, for yeah. those who don't know, DC was winning the fight. Um, first round was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Slammed it. Literally winning all the rounds. Won all the rounds the and then... He decided to keep standing with Stipe and Stipe just started going to the body with that, that, left, shot, yeah, that left body shot and he, he eventually won the fight and became champion. Again. So um, what what are your, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Like he's champion at the moment, DC wants to come back to take that belt one more time before retiring. If DC wins that, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already looking at um, um, Greatest heavyweight of all time. Oh, okay. Uh, like in that whole pantheon, 
Um, God, I can't, why am I blanking on his name? Um, the alien the um, guy? Yes, Fedor. 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 So I'm looking at Fedor with side eye because I consider, I still consider him. I I just love Fedor, but um, but if DC wins that title one more time, I think he takes over as the goat. I think in that division, um, walks off into the sunset with the belt, and then there's an almighty war um, to see who takes over as champion, which will involve um, um, Stipe. Mm-hmm. I think Stipe, yeah, depending on how the fight goes, yeah. you know, if Stipe, all Stipe needs to do is put up a good showing, even if he loses that fight, and he's still in the conversation for who who contests for the interim after after this guy leaves. But man, everything ah, it would be for such a well-loved, good guy. Everybody loves DC. If DC should pull this off, forget the stuff with John Jones. Yeah. I don't think it tarnishes his career yeah. anymore. I think, I think he just goes down. He's in the conversation, this shake table. But if you if you then, he, he held two belts at the same time, two division champion. This would mean um, heavyweight champion three times. Mm-hmm. He, it would put him in the in the conversation to be not just the greatest heavyweight of all time, but the greatest fighter of all time. In my, he's opinion. definitely going into the Hall of Fame. So oh, no sure. doubt about Without it. Without a doubt, he walks in backwards. You know, yeah. so yeah. I actually think he's going to win that fight, like yeah. hands down. Because again, judging from the last fight, yeah. he's going to learn that time again. He was if only he kept stuck to the game plan that his yeah. coach yeah, kept telling him. He would have won. He would have won. won. So I don't. Stipe didn't really do much in that fight, except yeah. like the body shots, the the switch up. He did enough to win. Yeah, he yeah. did enough that's to win. What, that's, like, what that's what matters. You want. Yeah. So now, obviously, now like uh, DC is going into the next fight. He has this mindset already. Like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna stick to my game plan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna listen to my coach. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not just gonna like start feeling myself and start doing yeah. my own thing. Yeah. All right, and um, plus, I think that like. He coming in, coming in that mindset of doesn't matter what happens. Is it very dangerous? Yeah. Like he's gonna come in dangerous. Yeah. Like this is it. This, this is the last it. one. I'm coming in. I'm looking forward to that. I want to throw something out on the table before we wrap up. Yeah. What do you guys think about the future of MMA as it is, in regards to possible cross uh, pr- promotional fights? Like people keep throwing out things like, I would say fight between MVP and Israel. Oh, okay. uh, like yeah, from different Bellator versus UFC. I think. I have a feeling something like that is gonna happen, mm-hmm. and then because you, you're talking about Fedor, and I was like, I would love to see fight between Fedor and DC. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, both of them come from retirement, like after like a year, and they're similar age. Yeah, they have know? similar like they're, they're, they're both fat guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that battle of the dads. I swear, just come in and, and man, that would be amazing. In order for amazing. that to do what happen, I feel like Balotelli still has a lot of years to like yeah. build up themselves into that. You know? The UFC won't even want it. They won't. They won't because it it. it takes them backwards mm-hmm. to what they're trying to. Mm-hmm. When, when, oh, you mentioned earlier. Yeah, mentioned earlier. when they were fight, when they were trying to take take over from Pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the ones pushing for stuff like that, but now they're the king of the hill. I I think it would be wonderful. Like you, I would love yeah, that to happen. But you know, but um, it's it, it it's difficult to see with how dominant the UFC is. It's just difficult to see them. Um, I mean, into that. It, st- it still could happen, but again, it just takes people like us, the fans, to make it happen. Because again, we, if I remember like years back, people kept asking this question Does UFC actually have the greatest fighters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if that question comes up again and more people are asking, mm-hmm. like, Does UFC really have mm-hmm. the best fighters yeah. in the game? Like, 
What about Bellator? Yeah. Fans have a lot more power now. Yeah, yeah. we're aware of it. Like the the the, 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 the Nadiaz and that's right. We must have. Yeah, I was actually they, going to they created a whole belt from that. That's they, right. They've oh, yeah. they appointed the rock to to award uh, sign the belts. Yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah, the rock is doing Yeah, yeah. I love it. So like like there's so much. Power, like, and, and they've been doing it's been growing over time. I mean, even from the time of Dana White coming around and saying women will never fight in the yeah, UFC, right, yeah. boom, Ronda Rousey yeah. comes yeah. out, and like, he's like, she's like his golden child, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that idea of DC and uh, yeah, and, Fedor. and Fedor, actually. So, who is because there's always a golden child mm -hmm. in UFC at every time. Mm -hmm. So, after Ronda Conor McGregor was mm -hmm. born, mm -hmm. who's the golden child now, right now? There isn't one. I feel like that they're building Israel for it. I think I think it, I think yeah. it's really? clear. It's clear mm. to me. I told everybody. I told him this. I told mm -hmm. him this. The UFC wants Israel to win. Just look at the, all the promotions. Mm. You you can see the, the story that they are creating is story of, the African of, vibe, yeah. of thank you of the of he rose from the ashes and he came to take everything. That's that's the way it, it's being marketed yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's good for them because if he wins, it's amazing. The story has told itself. Mm. If he loses. He's set up for a redemption arc, and they have like maybe two years to milk from him. Yeah. They, they don't, I, yeah, I think I think if he wins, what's his name? Um, bad guy Inc. Um, um, Chill, Chill, Chill has been saying it since th three months ago that the that it, that Easy is going to be the next biggest star in the UFC, yeah. win or lose, and and that. that the UFC the UFC is very aware of the star power that that kid possesses, and they, they intend to use so they everything. Like. So they want him to win this fight. If this fight happens, He's all of a sudden, it becomes a new goal. Thank you. There's no John Jones, like because John, it's it's like he's a younger, younger John Jones without the mistakes of the past. He's a John Jones that is not tainted with any of his. Mm -hmm. And he has card. the vocal power of Conor McGregor. Thank you. And he's an entertaining Nigerian without the Nigerian mess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have problem visa. Yeah. One thing that would normally mess. Yes, good looking guy. And he's an entertaining fighter. Entertaining fighter. I actually the like the on. Okay, so I actually think there is a golden boy, but like again, it's not like a. It's not. It's not like a, a golden boy that people actually agree on or want to speak out on, but he's actually there as a golden boy. I okay. think that's Khabib, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually I, true. I, I, I think I disagree. <laughs> I, just, I think Khabib is not necessarily favored by the UFC. He's just taking it. Like, he's yeah. just he's just so dominant. Sheer force yeah. of will. Yeah, yeah. sheer I force of... I think the fans are... Is the, the, the fans... Golden Boy. Yeah, yeah, the fans exactly. love him, but yeah, the, as yeah. as an organization. Okay, yeah, when, when you say Golden Boy, like the UFC, like when you went to hug Dana after, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and this, bro, this last card, I I sort of disagree. This last card was genuinely constructed around Khabib. Khabib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 all his Dagestani boys. But at the same time, <laughs> let me put it to you this way: the UFC, you can't, you don't, can't really do endorsements outside. He can't really build this because he's, he's Russian. There's all the whole America Russian yeah. thing. His English isn't great. Like his English is good. It's good. He's good. You know, it's but funny to us. it's not great. In the Middle East, he's know. actually building it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Middle East is huge. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. actually yeah. true. Yeah. That's he's true. having it. So, yeah. He has his own fight promotion happening um, in in Cyprus next yeah. week. Yeah. I think he's, oh, wow. he's, he's Cyprus. Right he is. Yeah. He is one of he. he I, I need to think about this. I absolutely love Khabib. You guys know that, but. I just don't think then actually the, yeah when Dana, Dana doesn't think about him first. Thank you. Yeah. Dana doesn't get a bonus okay. thinking about how much money he can make <laughs> of of Khabib. 
But he does make he a lot of money. Does, but him, but is is he? Are we talking about corner levels of money? We're not. No, but he's you getting know? there. I'm not. I'm not. He got how much so. in his last? He got what six mil. Mm, I need to yeah, he, he actually did. So my my definition of golden boy is who is actually the, the guy that is drawing the most attention, drawing the most money in for the UFC. Can that's I, my can own can and has the backing of the of UFC. Okay, not that Let me throw one more thing. Let me throw one more thing too about Khabib's appeal. Right? I don't. I haven't seen the pay per view numbers for for the okay, last cars a lot. But let me put it to you this way. Yeah, and this is the this is the way I think Dana views it. Are non UFC fans going to tune in because Khabib is fighting? No, non UFC fans are going to tune in because Conor is fighting. Because yeah, Conor yeah, has yeah, exploded yeah. beyond just the fight. Ronda Rousey was the same. Ronda Rousey was the same thing. Mm, These people transcend exactly. They transcend. But at the same time, Russia, Russia, and the UAE, though, they will tune in regardless. Yes, the world regardless. will stop. Like what we both, saw, both, both those markets combined are not close to the US market. The UFC is a very US centric thing. It is it is they are looking for the yeah, you know, go on. how many million people are in uh, are in the UAE combined? Not as many not uh, probably not even as many as are in the west coast, you know, the west coast of the US. So I just think I I th- and yeah, that's nice for the global yeah. appeal, but I just don't but, think they yeah, fantasize about it. Yeah, because you have to think about it. Because it's, like, it's like the era of GSP and Anderson Silva were similar, the same was the concurrent. Mm-hmm. But the UFC gave GSP way more backing than Anderson Silva. It's North America. Yeah, Anderson Silva was like a god in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And he had so much money. And, he, mm-hmm. like, and the, yeah, the UFC adored him and he was undefeated and he was doing all these amazing things. But same thing too, his English wasn't mm, great. Wasn't great. And he had his little weight quirks where he would get pissed off mm-hmm. during the, and go over to the back room and do some stuff. Like, yeah, so the goal, that golden child status mm-hmm. has that, needs to tick that box mm-hmm. to where True. you have the favor mm-hmm. of yeah, like, market Dana too. is like, yeah, yeah, like, this is my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dana just sees money. Like, Dana. <laughs> Dana is all about, oh, yeah, anyway. What time uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we've got, we've overshot, but I think it's been a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sadly, we're out of time. Manager is kicking us from the side of the from out of the, with the microphone. So yeah, um please follow our on we're on all major social media platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, Combat Culture Africa. Um, like, follow, subscribe. We're setting up a YouTube channel soon. We're also working on some new juicy content um, mm-hmm. that's going on YouTube. Uh, we can't say too much about it yet, but yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. Something amazing is coming up. Um, Plus, we're having a UFC viewing party. Yes, we're having mm-hmm. a U- UFC viewing party um, next week, Saturday. What's the date exactly? I think it's Sunday, actually. Second Sunday again, it's six some people came for the meetings. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, maybe I'm not the best person to do the outro. Actually, my own, my own. Right, so, yeah, we're doing a UFC viewing party. So, we're going to do it on, it's going to be on Sunday since the fight is obviously happening in, in um, Australia. So, the main event gets to show at 6 a.m. on Sunday over here in Nigeria. So, we will be having a UFC viewing party on that day. Um, we're going to have food, drinks, we're going to watch the UFC, we're going to talk, we're going to make predictions, we're going to Take bets, maybe you know, we're just gonna have a great time. So, um, we're gonna put all the adverts and stuff out on our social media. Our social uh, media where is this happening, by the way? We'll let you know on the advert as well. Great question, GD. <laughs> 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 but it's in Abuja, so, so, yeah, yeah, 100%. Abuja, yeah. Nigeria, <laughs> West Africa. <laughs> Africa. All right, well, the next one, guys. Solar system.
<laughs> Milky Way Galaxy yeah. Universe. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Bye, guys.